Violence Victorious by Richard Sibbs From the days of John Baptist till now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Matthew 11.12 John Baptist and our blessed Savior gave mutual testimonies one of another. He witnessed of Christ before he came, and our Savior Christ gives witness of him here. The occasion of this you have in the second verse. John, being in prison, sends two of his disciples to Christ to know whether he is the Christ or not. Not that John did doubt, but to confirm his disciples. Christ returns a real and a verbal answer. Tell John, saith he, what ye have seen and heard. And then he closes up all by saying, Blessed is he that is not offended with me. Upon this occasion, Christ enters into a commendation of blessed St. John Baptist, even unto a comparative commendation. Amongst them that were born of women, there had not yet risen a greater than John the Baptist. Not so much in eminency of grace, though that may have been a truth, but as in regard of the dispensation of his ministry, John living in a more glorious time. For the excellency of the church is from Christ. He doth ennoble and advance times, and places, and persons. Bethlehem, a little city, yet not a little city, in regard that Christ was born there, and say, Christ, happy are the eyes that see that which your eyes see. Luke 10.23. Everything is advanced by Christ. So John Baptist, in regard of his office, being the immediate forerunner of Christ, was greater than all that were before him. Yet he saith, the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he, not in grace, but in prerogative, in regard of the revelation and manifestation of more things. For John Baptist died before he saw the death and resurrection and ascension of Christ accomplished, before he was glorified. Therefore, in regard of these prerogatives, the least in the kingdom of heaven, that is, in the church of the New Testament, is greater than he. It is a rule that the least of the greater is greater than the greatest of the less. John was the greater than the greatest of them that were before him, but lesser than the least of those that were after him. Then Christ commends John from the efficacy of his ministry. From the days of John Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. So you see how the words depend on the former. First, here you have the state of the church in the New Testament. It is a kingdom, and the kingdom of heaven, together with the quality of the means whereby it comes to be a kingdom, the means of grace the gospel. The gospel and the people that are wrought on by the gospel in the New Testament. They are both called the kingdom of heaven. Then secondly, here it is set down, the affection of those people that seek this kingdom and at that time, and so forward to the end of the world. The disposition of the persons is, they are violent. The third is the issue or success of the eagerness, this eagerness and violence. Though the manner be violent, yet the success is good. The violent take it by force. The fourth is the date or time when it begins and how long it continues. It bears date from the preaching of St. John Baptist to the end of the world, until now, that is, to the end of the world as it was said till now in the evangelist time so posterity may say until now from the first coming of christ till his second coming while there is a gospel preached which is the ministry of the spirit the spirit will be working and there are such glorious things in the gospel that there will be violence offered so while there is a people to be gathered and a gospel to be preached to gather them and a spirit that works by that gospel there will be violence in the church offered to the means of salvation doctrine one 
first the state of the church together with the means the gospel preached it is called the kingdom of heaven besides others there are three main significations of these words to the kingdom of heaven first the famous leading proper signification is the state and place where god himself and his people are most glorious in the kingdom of heaven all the other significations end in that but secondly because all that shall come into that glorious kingdom they must be kings here first in the state of the kingdom of grace which consists in righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost galatians five twenty two in the graces and comforts of the spirit therefore the state of grace comes to have the name too of the kingdom of heaven and thirdly because grace in this world cannot be attained without an order and means and dispensations from god hereupon the dispensation of the means whereby we come to have grace is also called the kingdom the unfolding the mysteries of salvation in the gospel is called the kingdom of god as christ saith the kingdom of god shall be taken from you that is the preaching of the gospel therefore the gospel is called the gospel of the kingdom and the word of the kingdom because by this word we come to have grace and by grace glory there is no glory without grace and no grace without the word one makes way for the other the preaching of the gospel doth cause a church which is the kingdom of heaven wherein he rules by the sceptre of his word by which word christ and all his riches and glory and prerogatives are unfolded and thereby grace is wrought and grace leads to glory this connection and subordination is to be observed first for the conviction of those who do not indeed belong to the kingdom of heaven every man is ready to talk of the kingdom of heaven and the glory there ay but there is a subordination of grace and the means of grace how standest thou affected to the means of salvation to the word of the kingdom the word of life and the word of reconciliation for it hath the name from all these excellencies to which it brings us to show that as we value life a kingdom reconciliation and all that is good so we must value this gospel or else it is a presumptuous confidence if the privileges of grace and glory belong to us we must come to them by these steps those that regard not the gospel and means of salvation they have nothing to do with the grace nor glory they are hereby convinced of arrogant folly secondly again it is a ground to comfort we christians that regard the means of salvation and yet fear their falling away be of good comfort whosoever thou art and god knit and link these together all the power of earth and hell cannot break one link of this chain conscionable attending upon the means and grace and glory will go together therefore hold on attend upon the means of salvation and wait with comfort the gospel of the kingdom will bring thee to grace and grace through it be but a little measure will bring thee to glory where god has begun a good work he will finish it he will second one benefit with another diligent attending upon the means of grace and grace with glory in scripture works have their denomination from that they aim at as the apostle saith ye have crucified the old man romans six six and ye are crucified with christ galatians two twenty because ye are in doing it and ye shall do it perfectly so we are saints because we shall be so we are kings now because we are in part so and we shall be so fully hereafter so grace is called the kingdom of heaven because it is the undoubted way to the kingdom of heaven and glory 
God would help our faith by the very title, for we are not elected to the beginnings only of glory, but to the perfection as well as is excellently set down. Ephesians 1.6 We are elected to glory by means and beginnings. Therefore, undoubtedly, we may hope for the accomplishment when we see the beginnings. Question. Why is the state of grace and the means of grace and glory itself called the kingdom of heaven? Answer. Because they are all of and from heaven. The one is in heaven, the kingdom of glory, and the other, the kingdom of the word. Here. And truth and grace, which are by it, are from heaven. The truth we have and grace from that truth come from heaven. Yea, and Christ and the author of all is from heaven, and they are all led to heaven. What should teach us that what minds to converse in the hearing and the reading of these things with heavenly affections? And it shows likewise why worldlings and base people are no more affected with the things of the gospel, because it is the kingdom of heaven. If it were the world, we should have sought it with eagerness enough, though it were a less matter than a kingdom. But it is a kingdom of heaven, remote from flesh and blood. There must be a new spirit to work a new sight and a new taste, to work a change in the heart of man, and then he shall know the things of the kingdom of heaven. He must come out of the world and will see this kingdom as in revelation eighteen four come out of babylon a man must come out of antichrist's kingdom to see the baseness of it he cannot see it in the midst of it so we must come out of the world if we would see the glorious kingdom of christ it is a heavenly kingdom therefore the greatest potentates of the world must abase themselves there is no greatness in the world can help them to this heavenly kingdom question but why should the gospel and the state of the church in the new testament be called the kingdom of heaven and receive the date now was it not the kingdom of heaven before answer i answer it is the manner of the scripture to give titles to things from the glorious manifestation of them things that are said to be when they are gloriously manifested the mystery of christ is said to be revealed now in the time of the gospel it was known before to adam and abraham and the rest but now there was a more apparent glorious manifestation of it therefore now the manifestation of christ and the good things by him they are called a kingdom before it was kept enclosed in the pale of the jewish church it was veiled under types it was hid in promises that were dark and obscure but when christ came all was taken off and christ was unveiled it is said in the gospel the holy ghost was not given yet because jesus was not yet glorified john seven thirty nine the holy ghost was given before but not so fully and plentifully so there was a state of heaven before men were saved before the coming of christ but it was not called the kingdom of heaven it was not a state of liberty and freedom from the bondage of ceremony and there is reason that there should be violence offered to this state and means and grace wrought by it it is a kingdom it is no great wonder that a kingdom should suffer violence especially such a kingdom as the kingdom of heaven what is in a kingdom there is first of all freedom from slavery and danger a kingdom is an independent state there is none above it he that is a king is free independent and supreme 
And then again, a kingdom is a full state. There is abundance and plenty of people and good things in a kingdom. Again, in a kingdom, there is glory and excellency. Where is it to be had else? All the glory and sufficiency and contentment that earth can afford. Now, in that state of the church, by reason of the glorious gospel, is called a kingdom. First, it is a free state, as indeed the word doth make us free from former bondage. In particular, the gospel of Christ, it frees us from Jewish bondage and from all kind of bondage spiritual. If the Son make you free, ye are free indeed. John 8.36 A Christian is above all. He is over sin and Satan and the law. He is free and supreme and independent. All are under him. A Christian, as a Christian, he is under none but Christ, under no creature. The spiritual man judges all things, yet he himself is judged by no man. 1 Corinthians 2.15 I speak not of civil differences, but as a Christian is a member of Christ, and a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. He hath a kind of independent state. His conscience is only subject to God and Christ. But all earthly things he commands, they are under him and second the state of a christian is a full state god is his christ is his all things are his first corinthians three twenty one so much as shall serve to bring him to heaven that which is truly good is directly his and indirectly all other things are made by his by christ who hath the authority and power and strength of a king to command all things to work together for his good Romans 8.28. Death and sin and all that befalls him are thus his. And then he hath a spirit of contentment in the lack of good and of patience in the suffering of ill, that he can do all things, as Paul saith, through Christ that strengtheneth him. Philippians 4.13 what he wants in outward things he can fetch supplies from the promises of the gospel he can fetch supply from christ and from the state to come and what he wants in other things he has in grace which is better third it is a state likewise of glory and excellency but it is a spiritual glory and therefore it consists together with outward baseness and meanness it is a glorious state to be the son of god to be heirs of heaven heirs of all things in christ and by the spirit of christ in him he rules over all how glorious is the spirit of god in a christian in the time of temptation and affliction when he hath a spirit ruling in him that is stronger than the world and all oppositions whatsoever first john four four the state of a christian is glorious even in this world in the beginnings of it what then is the glory that is to be revealed on the sons of god in the day of revelation romans two five it cannot enter into our thoughts it is above our expression nay it is above our imagination and conceit thus you see there is great cause why the kingdom of heaven should suffer violence when crowns and kingdoms are laid upon open to people with hope of getting them especially such as a one as the kingdom of heaven is it is no wonder if there be violence offered to get them the next thing is the affection of those that seek after this kingdom it is violent the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence how doth the kingdom of heaven the gospel and the means of grace suffer violence first 
Because when these good things were revealed by John Baptist, and then by Christ, and after by the disciples and apostles, many thronged into the church, which is the gate of the kingdom of heaven. They all pressed to be of the church, to hear the word of God. They hung, as it were, upon the word of Christ, upon his mouth. They pressed so that they trod one upon another. Luke 12, 1. And it is said that they came out to hear John Baptist jerusalem and all judea and all region around about jordan matthew three five so that in regard of the multitude there was violence second and then in regard of their affections their zeal to the good things of the gospel was eager and earnest to be citizens of a kingdom to partake of the means of salvation to come to grace and so to glory it made them wondrously violent in regard likewise of the persons third the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence the persons were being such as might be judged to have no right unto it alas for the poor wretched sinner sinful men and women that had been notorious sinners to come to receive a kingdom to become kings this was strange what had sinners to do with grace this doctrine was not heard of in the law that there should be hope for such wretched persons as these if such might be admitted surely there must be needs of great violence then again the poor then the mean people the lowly the poor receive the gospel luke seven twenty two for beggars become kings for men that were advantaged by their outward abasement to come to spiritual poverty fourth again they were gentiles aliens from the commonwealth of israel and strangers from the covenant of promise ephesians two twelve heathen people the jews were the children of the kingdom matthew eight twelve the gentiles were foreigners and strangers now for those to come in and the children of the kingdom to be shut out it must needs suppose violence where there is no apparent right there is no force now what right had the gentiles that they were little better than dogs could they have anything to do with the kingdom a christ saith they take it by violence and the jews and the proud scribes and pharisees that seem to be the apparent children of the kingdom shall at length be shut out they that were first in outward prerogatives shall be last and they that were last the gentiles sinners low people that take the advantage of their baseness and sinfulness to see their unworthiness and to magnify the grace of god in christ shall be first matthew twenty sixteen in these respects the kingdom of heaven is said to suffer violence people will to heaven whatever come of it when these good things are discovered they will say hence we may learn this doctrine that it is the disposition of those that are the true members of the church of god to be eager and violent those that intend to enter into the kingdom they must throng and strive to enter and when they are in they must keep the fort and keep it with violence there is indeed a violence of iniquity and injustice and so the people of god of all others ought not to be a violent people do violence to no man saith the baptist to the soldiers luke three fourteen violence rather debars out of the kingdom of heaven that is any qualification for it but this is another manner of violence which our saviour here speaks of necessarily for all that desire to enter into the kingdom of heaven and that for these reasons first betwixt us and the blessed state we aim at 
there is much opposition, and therefore there must be violence. The state of the church here, the state of grace, and the enjoyment of the means of grace is a state of opposition. Good persons and good things, they are opposed in the world. Christ rules in the world, in the midst of his enemies. He must have enemies, therefore, to rule in the midst of. He must be opposed. And where there is opposition between us and the good things that we must of necessity have, we must break through the opposition cannot be done without violence now the means and graces of salvation they are opposed every way within us and without us number one they are opposed from within us and that is the worst opposition for satan has a party within us that holds correspondency with him our own traitorous flesh in all the degrees of salvation there is violence hence an effectual calling when we are called out of the kingdom of satan he is not willing to let us go he will keep us there still and when we come to have our sins forgiven in justification there is opposition proud flesh and blood will not yield to the righteousness of the gospel it will not rest in christ it will seek somewhat in itself in sanctification there is opposition between the flesh and the spirit every good work we do it is gotten out of the fire as it were it is gotten by violence in every good action whether it be to get grace or to give thanks to god how many carnal reasonings are there if a man be to give to others the flesh suggests i may want myself and if he be to reform abuses in others he is ready to think others will have somewhat to say to me and i shall be offensive to such and such men and then the affection of earthly things chains us to the things below and self-love prompts a man to sleep in a whole skin we love our wealth and peace and favor with men so that a man cannot come to the state of grace without breaking through these and hereupon comes the necessity of violence from the opposition from within us we must offer violence to ourselves to our own reason to our own wills and affections you have not yet resisted unto blood saith the apostle hebrews twelve four we do not resist by killing others but we ourselves resist to death when rather than we will miss heaven and happiness and rather than we will not stand for the truth we will suffer death second again there is opposition from the world on the right hand by the snares and delights of the world to quench the delight in the good things of the spirit and on the left hand by fears and terrors and scandals to scare us from doing what we ought to do thirdly and then there is opposition from satan in every good action he besets us in prayer with distracted thoughts and in every duty for he knows they tend to the ruin of him and of his kingdom there is no good action but it is opposed from within us and without us the means of salvation and the attending upon them they are not without slander and disgrace in the world god will have this violence therefore because there is opposition to the means to the attendance on them to grace to every good action to everything that is spiritually good nay sometimes god himself becomes a personated enemy in spiritual desertions he seems to forsake and leave us not only forsake us but to be an enemy to write bitter things against us job thirteen twenty six 
and that is a heavy temptation second again god will have this violence and striving as a character of difference to show who are bastard professors and who are not who will go to the price of christianity and who will not if men will go to heaven they must be violent they must be at the cost and charges sometimes to venture life itself and whatsoever is dear and precious in the world a man must be so violent that he must go through all even death itself though it be a bloody death to christ this discards all lukewarm carnal professors who shake off this violence in all the states of the church it is almost equally difficult to be a sound christian for god requires his violence even in the most peaceable times now the truth and religion are countenanced by the laws yet the power of it is by many much opposed therefore he now that in spite of reproach in spite of slander will bear the scorns cast upon the gospel that will go with christ without the gate bearing his reproach hebrews thirteen thirteen such a man may be said to be thus violent it is an easy thing to have so much christianity as will stand with our commodity or with pleasure but to have so much as will bring us to heaven i say it is equally hard in all times of the church it requires violence to carry us through these lesser oppositions number three again god will help us get these things with violence that we may set a greater price on them when we have them when we have things that are gotten by violence that are gotten hardly oh we value them much heaven is heaven then things that are hardly gotten and hardly kept are highly prized number four again the excellency of the thing enforceth violence it is fit that excellent things should have answerable affections now it being a kingdom and the kingdom of heaven what affection is answerable but a violent strong affection number five again together with the excellency the necessity requires it for the kingdom of heaven is a place of refuge as well as a kingdom to enrich us there were cities of refuge among the jews when a man was followed by the avenger of blood he would run as fast as he could to the city of refuge and there he was safe so when the guilty conscience pursues us when there is a noise of fear in the heart when god's judgments awaken us and hell is open when a man apprehends his estate and is convinced what a one he is and what he deserves of necessity he will fly to the city of refuge and where is that but in the kingdom of heaven in the church happy is he that can but get in at the gate of this kingdom there is no doubt of his going in further but there must be a striving to enter in at the gate luke thirteen twenty four and then there he shall be hid in his sanctuary as the pursued doves get into their nests and the conies hide them in the rock when they get that over their heads then they are safe so a christian when he is pursued with conscience and with the temptations of satan he flies to his sanctuary do you wonder that a guilty man should flee to his sanctuary in this respect the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence herein it is compared to some great rich city that has some great treasures and riches in it and it must be besieged and beleaguered a long time and those that can enter into it they are made forever or it is like the entrance or gate of a city where there is striving and thronging and where besides enemies are that if men strive not they are cut and mangled and killed 
So it is in the state of this kingdom. When a man's eyes be opened, he sees the devil and hell behind him, and either he must enter or be damned. And being entered, it makes him rich and advanceth him forever. So he is strongly moved to offer violence on both sides. If you look behind him, there is a kingdom of Satan, the darkness and misery and damnation. For as Pharaoh pursued the Israelites when they were gone out of his kingdom, so the devil pursues a man when he is broken out of his dominion. And then before him there is a kingdom, the kingdom of happiness and glory. The fear of that that follows them, and the hope of that that is set before them, both make them strive to enter into the gate of that city. Use. What should this teach us? First, let it be a rule of trial to know and judge of our estate whether we be entered into this gate of heaven or no our lives are very short very uncertain let us consider if we be in the way to heaven what striving what struggling what violence have we ever offered there are a company that regard not the means of salvation at all either in private or public some come to the word and hear but they do not hear it as the word of god to be ruled by it but as a discourse to delight themselves for a time to have matter to speak of and to censure not with the spirit of obedience to be guided by as it is the sceptre of the kingdom what violence is this now and then to hear a sermon now and then to read a chapter now and then to utter a yawning prayer between sleeping and waking perhaps when thou knowest not what thyself saith how then wouldst thou have god to regard it what violence is in the lives of most christians what strength to enforce good actions how do they improve the means of salvation many means are wholly neglected some perhaps they use that may stand with their convenience now and then whereas there must be an universal care of all the means there cannot be one neglected without the loss of grace and there must be attendance on them with violence there is none of the means can profit us without rousing and stirring up our spirits we cannot hear nor pray without drying up and raising up our souls the flesh will stop the comfortable performance of any action else and satan will kill them in the very birth if he can to search a little deeper do but compare your courses toward these good things of heaven with your courses towards the world if there be hope of preferment the doors of great men are sure to suffer violence with favorites the courts of justice suffer violence to have our right in earthly things the stages and such places are thronged and suffer violence if a man could but overlook the courses of men abroad in the city he should see one violent for his pleasures running to the house of a harlot as a fool proverbs seven twenty two another to the exchange to increase his estate another to the place of justice to detract his neighbor or to get his own right perhaps neglecting his title to heaven in the meantime another to the court to get favor to rise to some place of preferment these places suffer violence but what violence doth the poor gospel endure at last it is slighted and men will regard that when they can spare time it is not regarded according to the worth and value of it if ever we look to have a good by the gospel our dispositions must be violent in some proportion answerable to the excellency of it 
At last, we may justly turn the complaint on ourselves, that whilst we spend our strength in violence about the base and mean things of this life, the kingdom of heaven offereth violence to us, and yet we will have none of it. How doth God beseech us in the ministry? We beseech you to be reconciled. Second Corinthians 5.20 And why will ye die, O house of Israel? Ezekiel 18.31 As if the gospel and grace were commodities that God will weary of. He comes and puts them upon us whether we will or no, and yet we refuse them. We are so far from offering violence to the gospel and to grace that God offers violence to us, as if we should do him a favor to receive the gospel and to do good to our own souls. And yet the vile, proud, base heart of men will not regard and receive these heavenly things. How will it justify God's sentence at the day of judgment, when he shall allege there was a discovery of such things unto you, and instead of violence in seeking them, you slighted and neglected them? Nay, there is a worse sort of men than these, those that oppose the kingdom of heaven, in the means of it, in the persons of it. What kind of men are these, think you? Again, we see here that there is a blessed violence that may stand with judgment. A man cannot be violent and wise in the things of this world, because the things are mean, and eagerness is above the proportion of them. A man cannot be violent after honor or riches, and be as he should be. These are things that he must leave behind him, and they are worse than himself. Much less after filthy pleasures can a man be violent and wise. A man must become a fool in this respect, as the scripture saith, 1 Corinthians 3.18. But in respect of heavenly things, a man may be violent and wise, for there is such a degree of excellency in these things that no violence can be too much. Men talk of being too strict and too holy. Can there be too much of that which we can never have enough of in this world? I speak it, and the rather to confound the base judgment that the world hath of a holy disposition, which is carried with a sweet, eager violence to these things. They are thought to be frantic, to be out of their wits, as they thought St. Paul was. But he answers, If we be out of our wits, beside ourselves, it is to God. Second Corinthians 5.13 Christ himself was sometimes laid hands on, as if he had been out of himself. John 10:20. So many, when they see a man earnest in the matters of God, they think, surely these men have lost their discretion. No, it is the highest discretion in the world to be eager and violent for things that are invaluable. And if men be not eager for these things, they are fools. They know not how to prize things. The most judicious men here are most violent, so that it be violence that hath eyes in its head, violence guided with judgment from the knowledge of the excellency of the good things of the gospel. I speak of such a violence as that. Away then with base reproaches. Let us not be affrighted with the ill reports of idle brains and rotten hearts of people that know not the things that belong to the kingdom of heaven. At last they know not what they say. They are to be pitied and not censured. Is there anything that a man should be earnest for, if not for these things? Were our souls made to pursue things that are earthly and base, worse than ourselves? Were our wits made only to plod in our temporal and to neglect our heavenly calling? If anything may challenge the best of our endeavors, the mirror of our labors, the utmost of our spirits and wits, certainly it is these. Grace 
and glory that will stand by us when all things will fail us therefore let not your own hearts be sought you nor the vain speeches of others affright you it will be acknowledged by every one ere long that there is nothing worth a man's eagerness but these things the worldling is violent and eager he troubleth himself and his house about a vain shadow ecclesiastes six twelve for pleasures and profit and so forth and what comes of all his violence he has turned naked into his grave and thence into hell and there is an end of all the violence about all other things besides these we see then the disposition of true professors they are violent in respect of heavenly things those therefore that are not earnest in the cause of religion when the state of things require it they have no religion in them they are not in the state of grace we must be earnest first of all against our own sins violence must begin there to subdue all to the spirit of christ to suffer nothing else to rule there and after that violence to maintain the cause of christ to contend earnestly for the faith once delivered to the saints jude three to contend with both hands not to suffer it to be wrested from us or to be betrayed and if it be opposed to vindicate it we must be violent both to propagate the truth of god and in case of opposition to vindicate it he that is not with me saith christ is against me matthew twelve thirty if a man be not with christ he is against him it may seem a strange speech but christ cannot abide lukewarm neuters he cannot abide nullifidians he cannot endure cold persons his stomach cannot brook them he will cast them up as he saith in revelation three fifteen and sixteen i would that thou were hot or cold a man had better be nothing in religion than be lukewarm the reason is if a man will have good by any religion he must be an earnest in it if baal be god stand for him if you would have good by him if the lord be god stand for him first kings eighteen twenty one be earnest in this cause if popery be good then stand for that if you hope for good by it and if our religion be good then stand for that if you hope for good by it there is no good received by religion if we be not earnest for it religion is not a matter to be dallied in therefore they are bitter sour profane scoffing atheists that trifle with religion as if it were no great matter what it be they will be earnest in all these things else earnest to scrape riches to satisfy their base lusts but for religion it is no matter what it be it is a thing not worthy the seeking after the old religion or the new or both are none these are persons to be taken heed of breeding a temper opposite to religion more than any other christ can least brook them there is great reason for it who can brook any favour to be neglected and slighted especially for these excellent things to be undervalued and slighted it cannot be that god can endure it there will be a faction in the world while the world stands christ and antichrist good and evil light and darkness but a man cannot be of both he must show himself of one side or other in case of opposition therefore the temper of the true professor is to be earnest in case of opposition of religion and in case of opportunity to advance his religion in civil conversation in dealing with men that are subject to infirmities he must be gentle and meek the spirit of god descended in the shape of a dove upon christ as well as in fiery tongues upon the apostles matthew three sixteen acts two three 
but in the cause of christ in the cause of religion he must be fiery and fervent no man more mild in his own cause than moses he was a meek man exodus thirty two nineteen but when occasion served when god was offended down he throws the tables of stone he forgot himself though he were the meekest man in the world so i say the spirit is both meek and gentle as a dove and earnest and zealous and hot as fire in acts two the spirit of god comes down as a mighty wind the wind is a powerful thing if it be in a man's body there is no torment like to windy sickness as their complaints witness well enough that fuel them and if a little wind be enclosed in the earth it shakes the whole vast body of earth the spirit is like wind it makes men bold it fills them with a great deal of eagerness in the cause of god again the spirit appeared to the apostles in the likeness of fire it inflamed their zeal and made them fervent that were cold before and where we see in peter the voice of a damsel terrified and frightened him matthew twenty six sixty nine and seventy but when the spirit came upon him it so fired him that he accounted it his glory acts five forty one to suffer anything for the cause of christ therefore those that hope for anything by religion let them labor to be for that religion in good earnest they shall find god in good earnest with them also again hence we see that religion takes not away the earnestness of the affections it doth direct them to better things it changeth them in regard of the object it takes not away anything in us but turns the stream another way violence requires the height and strength of the affections religion taketh them not away but turns them that way that they should go if a stream run violently one way if it be derived by skill and cunning another way it will run as fast that way when it is turned as it did before so it is with the heart of man religion takes nothing away that is good but lifts it up elevateth and advanceth it to better objects there are riches and honours and pleasures when a man is in christ but they are in a higher kind therefore they draw affections and greater affections than other things but these affections are purified they run in a better in a clearer channel whereas before they ran amain to earthly dirty things below the same affections of love of desire and zeal do still remain he that was violent before is as violent still only the stream is turned for example take paul for instance he was an earnest when he was a christian as before he was never more eager after the shedding of blood of christians and breathing out slaughter against them as he was afterwards in breathing after the salvation of god's people and a desire to enlarge the gospel zacchaeus was never so covetous of the world before as he was covetous of heaven when he became a christian i say religion takes not away anything it only turns the stream but it is a miracle for the stream to be turned it was god that turned jordan so it is a greater work than man can do to turn the streams of man's affections that run amain to earthly things to make them run upward it is only god's work this is the excellency of religion it ennobles our nature that which is natural it makes it heavenly and spiritual that a man shall be as earnest for god and good things as ever before he was after the things of this life
The third thing is the success, the violent take it by force. The earnestness of affection and violence, it is successful. They take it. The good things of God, they are here compared to a fort, or to a well-fenced or a well-armed city, strengthened with bulwarks and munition. That is a long time besieged, and at length is taken for this clause. The violent take it by force. It does as well show the issue of the violent ones striving for the kingdom of heaven, to wit, that they do at length take it, as a manner how it is taken, namely, by force doctrine the violent and only the violent and all the violent who at length certainly obtain what they strive for the kingdom of heaven why number one because it is promised to be violent knock and it shall be open unto you matthew seven seven be zealous and repent that is the means to cure all former transgressions repent and be zealous and do the former work and to him that overcometh revelation three nineteen and twenty one that is he that is earnest that will never leave off till he hath overcome to him will i grant to sit with me on the throne and to him that overcometh will i give to eat of the tree of life revelation two seven all the promises are to him that overcomes to him that is zealous and earnest number two then again the spirit whereby a man is earnest is a victorious spirit as christians have the word and promise to build on that leads them on and encourages them so they are led by a mighty spirit that hath the force of wind and fire that beats down all before it that breaks down through all oppositions and difficulties being led with a divine spirit what earthly thing can oppose that which is divine it brings under and subdues all therefore the violent take it the spirit of god seizing upon and possessing the heart and carrying it with strength after these things number three and then only the violent take it because god hath set it at this rate he that heareth and doeth he that perseveres to the end he that sells all for the pearl for the treasures in the field there must be nothing retained all must be parted with we must at any cost and charge and peril and all little enough it is offered to us upon these terms of parting with all of enduring anything of breaking through all difficulties only such and all such shall obtain it by force number four and again only the violent because only they can prize it when they have it they only can prize grace and heaven they know how they come by it it costs them their pleasures and profits it costs them labor and danger and loss of favor with men and this pains and cost and loss it endears the state of grace and glory to them for god will never bring any man to heaven till he have raised his affections to to that pitch to value grace and glory above all things in the world therefore only these shall take it by violence for only those show that they are set at the right price on the best things they weigh them in the balance of the sanctuary daniel five twenty seven they value things as god would have them valued objection but is not the kingdom of heaven and grace free therefore what needs violence to a thing that is free and freely offered answer i answer because it is free therefore it is violently taken 
for at last if it were offered to us upon condition of our exact performing of the law it might damp the spirits of man and as indeed usually such if they be not better informed they end their days in despair but being freely offered the publicans and harlots saith christ go into the kingdom of god before the proud pharisees matthew twenty one thirty one because it is free it is free to sinners that feel the burden of their sins come unto me all ye that are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest matthew eleven twenty eight blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness they shall be satisfied matthew five three to six thereupon he that hath a guilty conscience he makes haste and offers violence when he hears a free pardon what makes the condition of the devils so desperate there is no hope of free pardon to them what makes men so eagerly to embrace the gospel notwithstanding their sins because it is freely offered thereupon it was that the gentiles were so glad of it that had been sinners under satan's kingdom before and that makes miserable persons that are humbled with afflictions and abasement in the world glad of it it being so great a thing the kingdom of heaven the favour of god and freedom from misery and so freely offered it is so far from hindering violence because it is free that therefore the humble afflicted souls that desire grace are the more eager after it the proud pharisees thought the kingdom of heaven belonged only to them and therefore they despised christ and despised the gospel because it was propounded to sinners and to such mean persons as they thought were viler than themselves but now when the meaner sort of the people and others that were abased with crosses in the world saw that what kind of gospel it was what great matters were offered and that it was offered freely they justified wisdom matthew eleven nineteen and the counsel of god which others despised and pressed for it with violence it is little comfort to hear of the excellency and necessity of these heavenly things if there were not hope of them hopesters up diligent and endeavours in the things of the world what makes men adventure to the indies east and west they hope for a voyage that shall enrich them all their life hope in doubtful things stir up industry what makes the poor husbandman diligent to plough and to sow the hope is that he will have a harvest yet this is under a providence that may guide it another way but spiritual things are more certain therefore hope in spiritual things must stir up endeavour we need not call them into question and as it stirs up to diligence so it stirs up in the use of the means not to give over till we see our hopes accomplished then in the third place hope of success that we shall not lose our labour it enables and strengtheneth us to bear the tediousness of the time and the encumbrance of afflictions and whatsoever is between us and the thing we expect though we have not that comfort from god that we would have yet it makes us wait upon god therefore when he saith the violent take it by force it is to encourage us in the ways of god in the means of salvation they are no successless endeavours he labours for that he knows he shall have his violence is not in vain he that is violent in good things hath a promise 
He that wrestleth with God shall overcome, and he that overcomes shall have a crown. Here is a promise to build on. Therefore, here is encouragement to be earnest and violent. He shall overcome. He shall enter the castle at the last, if he continue striving and give not over. Hence, there is a difference to be observed between the endeavors of a Christian and of the three sorts of other men. First, of all those only that offer violence to the kingdom of heaven, that set on it with encouragement, shall get it, and that by force. What a great difference there is between them and those that in a way, a contrary way, offer violence to the kingdom of heaven. That is, those that wrong Christ in his members and hinder the means of salvation. What promise have they to speed? Surely they have no promise nor hope at all. Only their malice carries them amain in spite. Because the gospel reveals their lowness and hypocrisy to all men and forces upon them a necessity to be other men than than what they really are for the present. Therefore they are eager in hating the gospel. There are threatenings enough against such as are violent against the gospel. They are violent in vain, for they kick against the pricks. Acts 9.5 And they run themselves against a stone wall, and they shall dash themselves against it. Those that have ill will to Zion shall perish. There is one sits in heaven that laughs all their attempts to scorn psalm two four a christian hath comfort in his endeavors there is hope of good success though there be inward and outward opposition he shall prevail those that are enemies have nothing but discouragement they shall be as grass on the housetop psalm a hundred and nineteen verse six and so forth that no man blesses but is cursed of every one no man bestows a good word on them it is a fruitless endeavor they are under a curse two again it shows us how to judge of the courses of other men that are violent in other courses about the world a christian he takes his kingdom at the last and enjoys it forever but those that are violent for the world after pleasures after baser things than themselves at last when they have it they have but a shadow and they become shadows in embracing it vanity embraces vanity and how soon are they stripped of all if a man by violence scrape a great estate he must leave it shortly here he found it and here he must leave it in the spite of his heart ere long and all is vanity in the censure of him that knew all things the best of any man even solomon that had gone through the variety of all things and oftentimes they miss of that they labor for they do not roast that they get in hunting proverbs twelve twenty seven they hunt after preferment and after riches but oftentimes they do not enjoy them and if they do they get the curse of god with them and ere long they are stripped of all but here is that that may strengthen our endeavors the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it it is not an endeavor that is lost third then again this shows that the state of true christians is different from the state of persons that are carried to good things but not violently the violent take it he surpriseth the city at the last he lays his siege and will not remove till death he will not give over till he have it he will have it or he will die in the business and so at last he obtains his desire the sluggish careless man he goes a little way as agrippa said to paul he was almost persuaded to be a christian acts sixteen twenty eight 
so it is with such men in some things they will be christians but there they are at a stand they will go no farther the sluggard desireth and wishes but his soul has nothing proverbs eight four a sluggish cold lazy christian he loses all his pains if a man be to go ten miles but go nine and there sit down he shall never come to his journey's end if a man will give but seven or eight shillings for that which is worth ten he shall go without it grace and glory are set at a price there is required such strength of labor and endeavor and violence therefore without this a man shall never attain it unless he stretch himself to such a pitch he shall never come to the end of his faith to the salvation of his soul to the high calling of god in christ jesus first peter one nine the sluggard wisheth and gets nothing the reason is because he is a sluggard because he will not strive but the striver gets the fort and hath all in it and is a man made for ever the sluggard thinks himself wiser than many men that can give a reason psalm twenty six sixteen the sluggish discreet christian i warrant you he hath reasons for what he does it is not good to be too earnest it will incur the disfavor of such a man or such a man i shall be accounted so and so for my pains but a wise man he seeth the excellency of the things and he knows that his courses and his conscience will justify him at the last and therefore he goes on whatever comes of it god is not so weary of these precious things these precious jewels of grace and glory as to force them upon us is the kingdom of heaven such a slight thing that it should be obtruded to us whether we will or no shall we think to have it when our hearts tell us we esteem other things better no there are none ever come to heaven but their hearts are wrought to such an admiration of grace and glory that they undervalue all things to it therefore there is no hope for any to obtain it but he that takes it by violence we see moses esteem the basest things in the church better than the greatest excellencies in the world that men are so violent after he esteemed the very afflictions of god's people better than the treasures and pleasures of sin for a season nay than the pleasures of a court hebrews eleven twenty five when men shall esteem the base things of the world above all treasures of heaven above the state of christianity they have no hope of coming there they may pretend god is merciful and christ died and so forth eh, but whatsoever he brings to salvation he works such a sense of misery in them and such an apprehension of grace and of the means of grace that there is an undervaluing of all other things god will not bring them to heaven that shall not glorify him when they come there and how shall they glorify him here or there when they value the world and these base things that they have must leave behind them more than the things of heaven this is the reason that few are saved because they content themselves with easy dull and drowsy performances and never consider with what proportion they are carried to things when they had rather lose the advantage of all that which will bring everlasting good to their souls than lose the petty commodities of this world and yet think themselves good christians what a delusion is this it is the violent only that are successful they take it by force objection a but what if the opposition grow more and more answer then the grace of god and courage will grow and increase more and more as luther said well the more violent the adversaries were the more free and bold he was 
So the more the enemies rage, the more the spirit of grace grows in God's people. It increases by opposition. As Noah's Ark, the higher the waters were, the nearer still it was carried to heaven. So we are nearer to God and nearer to the kingdom of heaven, the more opposition swells and rages. True courage grows with opposition. As the palm tree rises up against the burden that passes down, so the divine spirit, being a heavenly thing, and all opposition below of the devil and devilish-minded men, being but earthly, what are they to the divine spirit which sets us on and encourages us? They cannot quell it, but the spirit grows more and more in opposition. The apostles, they ran all from Christ when he was to be crucified. They all but a little measure of spirit. But when the Holy Ghost was shed more plentifully on them, they began to stand courageously for the cause of Christ. When there was more opposition, the spirit grew more and more till they sealed the truth with their blood. Therefore, though opposition of enemies and their fury and rage grow, let us know what cause we manage and with what assurance of success the violent at length shall take it by force. Let us meditate upon this. That success is tied to violence. Therefore, when you pray to God, if he seem to deny your request, offer violence, wrestle with him, let him not go without a blessing. When he seems to be an enemy, as sometimes he doth betray our strength, we must use unholy violence. When we are dull and not fit to pray, nor fit for holy things, let us stir up the Spirit of God in us and labor to get out of that estate. Let us use violence, and violence will overcome at the last. A man that hath the Spirit of God gets the victory of whatsoever opposes him. If there be snares offered from the world, he withstands them. If Satan come with the temptation, he resists them. He has a promise from it. Resist the devil, and he will flee from thee. James 4, 7 let us hold out, and we shall get the victory, and overcome even God himself. How much more all other things. Therefore, when either opposition without or indisposition within sets upon us in the course of religion and piety, let us think here, how is time and place for violence? I know if I set myself about it, I shall have the victory and the crown. A Christian is always in a hopeful state and condition. He has somewhat to encourage him. He hath arguments to prevail over the state of opposition. He knows he shall win all at last if he go on, and that makes him courageous in whatsoever state he is. Let us not be discouraged to hear of opposition, and let us be encouraged when we hear of good things. When we hear that the kingdom of heaven and grace is offered in the preaching of the gospel, let us attend upon the post of wisdom's doors, Proverbs 8, 3 and 4, and not give over till we come to peace of conscience and joy in the Holy Ghost, Romans 14, 7. If we hear of comfort in the word of God against distress of conscience, let us never give over till we find it. If we hear that God is a God hearing prayer, let us never leave knocking at heaven gate, never leave wrestling till our prayers be heard. When we hear what ill it is to be avoided and what good is offered, let us not cease till we avoid the one and obtain the other. The violent take it by force. The last point of this date of time from whence this kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, from the days of John Baptist until now. Question. Was there not a kingdom of heaven that suffereth violence before John Baptist's time? Did the kingdom of God begin then? Was Christ the king? 
and was heaven opened only then answer i answer no but now the things of god were more gloriously discovered therefore john one fifty one henceforth you shall see heaven opened and the kingdom of heaven was opened now by the preaching of the gospel more gloriously than before therefore the state of the gospel is called the kingdom of heaven partly in regard of the times before and partly in regard of the times after the law was full of servile bondage to ceremonies it was a heavy dark state they were laden with a multitude of ceremonies which were but cold things to the spirit of a man that desires peace though they were ceremonies of god's appointing yet they were but outward empty things in comparison weak and beggarly elements as the apostle says galatians four nine they were costly and painful and cold things that had not the efficacy of spirit in them and secondly then it was entailed to the jews only now since christ's time it is enlarged and being more large and free this blessed estate is called a kingdom john baptist now opening christ clearly and a better state than the church had yet enjoyed when people saw an end of the ceremonies and the beginning of the glorious liberty in christ this made them violently set upon them again john baptist made way for christ leveling the souls of men by his powerful preaching and his holy life he taught them in what need they stood of christ he was the messenger set before christ for that end he was as the morning star to the sun he was powerful in his preaching and holy in his life he told every man his own he told the pharisees that they were a generation of vipers he showed men their state by nature and told them of a better state that the kingdom of heaven was at hand matthew three two and although he wrought no miracles yet himself was a miracle to teach such holy doctrine and to live an austere holy life in those evil days it was no less than a miracle therefore this violence to the kingdom of heaven it hath the date from john baptist time from his preaching not from his birth he being so excellent a preacher no wonder there should be violence this shows the reason why the gospel in later times was embraced so greedily when luther began to preach alas people had been in a worse condition than jewish in respect of ceremonies and otherwise foolish idle men they will set god to school they will have some fooleries always that they will make such as much as of the worship of god and so it had been in the times of luther before in saint augustine's time he was pestered with many vain ceremonies and good man he yielded to the stream and custom in many things though he could hardly endure the slavery of those things now when the times grew better it was no wonder the world embraced the gospel with violence as in luther's time when there was a freedom proclaimed from those beggarly rudiments and traditions antichrist had hampered the consciences of men with an intolerable mass of foolishness groundless ceremonies making them equal with the word of god as we see in the council of trent and this vexed the consciences of people like scorpions as it is in revelation nine nine they oppressed the people with the multitude of weights and burdens which when the people could not assent unto it stung their consciences no wonder then if people thronged after luther when he opened the doctrine of free justification by faith that the consciences of men were not to be hampered with these things he taught that god's people were only to have a few ceremonies for present order but for the rest to trouble men's consciences and to make them of equal value with the word of god 
he showed it was an abominable doctrine and wrote against it learnedly and sweetly and therefore it is no marvel though the truth be taught was soon and cheerfully by multitudes embraced and the reason why now the gospel begins to be so little embraced and esteemed is because by reason of the long continuance of it we are weary of this heavenly manna as the people in st john baptist time as eager as they were after john's preaching yet it was but for a time that they rejoiced in his light they grew weary of him we never felt the burden of those romish ceremonies and therefore now grow weary of our liberty whereas in the beginning of luther's time because they were eased from many beggarly and which is worse tyrannical ceremonies of rome therefore with much joy and eagerness they embraced the truth when it came to be breached amongst them therefore we are to praise god for the liberty of the church at this time that we have the word of god to rule our consciences and that other matters are not pressed on us but as matters of decency and order at last if we were in bondage to those proud popish wretches our consciences would be enthralled to a world of snares last of all from the days of john baptist and so forward the kingdom of heaven did suffer violence because from that time forward the spirit began to be more plentifully given christ comes with his spirit which is soul of our soul and the life of our life the spirit is like a mighty wind that moves the ship in the water the ship is becalmed it cannot move unless there be wind so the soul cannot move to that which is good without the spirit now there is more abundance of the spirit since the coming of christ christ who is the king of his church the lord of heaven and earth he reserved the abundance of the spirit till his own coming especially till he entered into heaven then the spirit came in abundance it was poured upon all flesh joel two twenty eight it was but as it were dropped before and then it was poured out then the gentiles came in and the apostles received the spirit in abundance therefore no wonder that there was violence offered to the kingdom of heaven then hence we may observe that the more clearly christ and the blessed mysteries of christ are opened the more effectual the spirit is and the more heavenly men are and more eagerly disposed to spiritual things number one the reason and ground of it is in nature the affections follow the discovery of the excellency of things when first the necessity of being in christ is laid upon us that there are but two kingdoms the kingdom of christ and the kingdom of the devil and that a man must either enter into the kingdom of christ or be of the devil's kingdom still and when secondly together with the necessity the excellency of christ's kingdom is discovered that it is a state that will make us all kings a state wherein we shall at length overcome all opposition of hell sin death the wrath of god that whereas earthly kingdoms are opposed and enthralled and one dashed against another the kingdom of heaven is a state that subdues all that is against it by little and little and christ overcame death and the wrath of his father and now rules in heaven in his person so all his members shall overcome all in time when the excellency of this kingdom is laid open to the understandings of men it is a wonder that their affections are set on fire will anything do it more than such a kingdom third in the third place 
when it is hopeful, too, when together with the necessity and excellency of it, there is assurance given us that we shall obtain it if we strive for it. When it is offered freely, even grace and glory, and we are entreated to receive grace, come unto me, ye that are weary, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Nay, we are threatened if we do not come, and if we have examples of the worst sort of people, of Zacchaeus and the poor woman out of whom the devils were cast, of Peter that denied Christ, of Paul that persecuted him, such as had been wretched persons that have come out of Satan's kingdom, when these things are propounded and understood and apprehended, men that are in their wits, that are not besotted by the devil, men that are not in love with damnation and hate their own souls they will embrace them when they see a state discovered in christ wherein they are above angels and in some sort above death and hell that they triumph over all in christ that because it is as sure as they shall be crowned conquerors with christ in heaven as if they were there already when it is propounded thus hopefully who would not offer violence to this kingdom when john baptist laid it openly so clearly to them this is the lamb of god that takes away the sin of the world john one twenty nine it made them offer violence to it and this is another reason why in the latter the second spring of the gospel for there was a winter in the time of popery it being a kingdom of darkness keeping people in ignorance so many nations so suddenly embraced the truth luther was a man that was wondrously exercised and afflicted in conscience this made him relish the doctrine of justification by grace in christ and thereupon to lay open the mysteries of christ in the bondage of popery and this being once afoot the people's minds being prepared out of the sense of their former bondage whole kingdoms came in presently as in the springtime when there comes a fine sunshine day the prisoners are let loose out of the earth after a cold winter so after the winter of affliction and persecution inward and outward came the sunshine of the gospel and made all come forth and flourish presently wheresoever christ is taught powerfully and plainly and the excellency and necessity of the state we have by him and that men may partake of it if they be not false to their own souls there is always violence offered to these things because where the riches of christ are opened the spirit goes with it and goes with violence that it carries all before it hence again we may see that popish spirits are witty in oppressing the unfolding of the gospel in the ministry especially where there is conscience and skill to unfold christ plainly they know when christ is opened all their fooleries and inventions will grow base the more christ is unfolded the more people will grow in hatred of antichrist and more they will see the light the more they will hate darkness for this cause they oppose the unfolding of the gospel to the understanding of the people they would keep people in ignorance that they may take and make them dote upon them it argueth a disposition dangerous that shall never taste of the good things of god to be in a bitter temper against the unfolding of the gospel of christ for we see here the discovery of it makes it wondrous effectual john baptist laying open christ clearer than he was discovered before the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence 
Here we are instructed what way we should take if we would bring ourselves or others into a temper fit for heaven, to the earnest temper after holy things, not to begin with dead outward actions, but to begin as becomes the condition of reasonable man, as God deals with man befitting the nature of man, begin with the understanding let us meditate seriously of the truth of christ's coming in the flesh of the end of his coming to dissolve the works of the devil first john three eight to bring us out of the state of nature to a better condition meditate of the excellency of the state of grace and of the eternity and excellency of the state of glory let us warm our hearts with these things when a man hath once these things and believes them let him be cold and dull if he can and so if we would gain others to a fit disposition for heaven let us labor to instruct them with what their state by nature is what kingdom they were born in that they are liable to hell and damnation that they are under the possession of the strong man the devil if the stronger man bring them not out and dispossess him and let them know withal the infinite love and mercy of god in christ offering a better state giving the gospel and promising his spirit with his truth and if they belong to god this will work upon them or else nothing will other courses to punish men in their purse or imprison them or the like may subdue them to outward conformity but if we would bring their souls to heaven let us endeavor to enlighten their understandings to see the danger they are in and to see the riches of grace and salvation that is proffered in christ and this will compel them to come in luke fourteen thirty three there will be no need of any other compulsion no more than there can be need to bid a man escape away that sees wild beasts about him or to bid a guilty person to flee to the city of refuge and take hold of the horns of the altar let john baptist come before christ to make way for him and presently the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and after christ's time when the spirit was more abundantly given and the gospel more clearly opened the world stooped to the gospel the gospel at length overcame the proud scepter of the roman empire they laid their crowns down before christ's gospel the cross of christ got above the crown in the preaching of the gospel it was so powerful thus if we would have the number of heaven enlarged let us desire that god's truth may be opened plainly and powerfully john baptist was a plain and powerful preacher a man of holy life they all reverenced john as a holy man thereupon his doctrine came to be so effectual this is the way whereby god will do good to those he delights in for others that are bitter atheists whom god has appointed to damnation the gospel hardens them and makes them worse the pharisees were the worst by the preaching of christ when the gospel is preached some are made worse by it and malign and persecuted as far as they dare as the apostle says god is glorified in the damnation of such bitter opposers romans three eight we are not to look to gain all by preaching those that withstand it are sent by it with the more just damnation to hell but those that do belong to him are gained this way let us labor therefore for a clear manifestation of christ there is the treasure of all goodness in christ whatsoever is necessary to bring us to heaven and the more he is discovered and applied the more we are enriched with grace and comfort times of change may come and if times of opposition and persecution come not yet temptations will come and the hour of death will come when we shall have occasion to use all strength and comfort we have
and the more dangerous the times are the more sound and clear knowledge of christ we should labor for and that will breed this holy violence and shall break through all oppositions whatsoever